Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. Creative Biolabs is a specialized contract research organization supporting mRNA studies with all-round solutions covering mRNA synthesis, modification, and mRNA therapeutics development. With an unwavering pursuit of innovation and lifelong learning, we keep on producing podcast series related to mRNA technology based on our knowledge and practical experience gained through years of exploration in this area. Subscribe to our channel and keep updated with our podcasts. Good evening, dear friends. At the end of the last program, we talked about the functional aspects of the modifications of ribosomal RNA. We know that ribosomal RNA is a component of the ribosome. It is important for the translation process, although their sequences are different among different organisms. Furthermore, a common feature of ribosomal RNA is the presence of modified nucleotides. Small nuclear RNA plays an important role in the modification of ribosomal RNA. There is a phenomenon of recoding in the process of translation extension. This phenomenon may include stop codon reading, code shifting and ribosome jumping. Today, David will tell us more about 5-fluorouracil-related cytotoxicity and biophysical contribution of post-transcriptional modified nucleotides. Thank you for joining us, David. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. 5-fluorouracil, a pyrimidine analog, belongs to an anti-metabolic drug, mainly used in the treatment of cancer. 5-fluorouracil is a commonly used chemotherapeutic drug. It is the first anti-metabolic drug synthesized according to certain assumptions and the most widely used antipyrimidine drug in the clinic. It has a good curative effect on gastrointestinal cancer and other solid tumors and plays an important role in the medical treatment of cancer. It is used to treat a variety of malignant tumors, including the intestine, breast, stomach, and esophagus. Although 5-fluorouracil has been used for nearly half a century, the mechanism behind its efficacy has not been established. How do you interpret that 5-fluorouracil-affected DNA metabolism? In mechanism, 5-fluorouracil can be converted into 5-fluorodeoxyuridine monophosphate. It can then inhibit the activity of thymidine synthetase needed for the transformation of deoxyuridine monophosphate to deoxythymidine monophosphate. Insufficient synthesis of deoxythymidine monophosphate, in turn, can inhibit the production of its downstream product deoxythymidine triphosphate, thus affecting DNA synthesis. So the synthesis of its downstream product deoxyuridine triphosphate is increased, and deoxyuridine triphosphate is incorporated into DNA, resulting in DNA damage. But is the DNA metabolism the main target of 5-fluorouracil? No, for an interesting reason, paradoxically, when cells exposed to 5-fluorouracil were treated with thymidine, thymidine could be transformed into deoxythymidine monophosphate through thymidine kinase, and the cytotoxicity and apoptosis mediated by 5-fluorouracil still existed. This suggests that DNA metabolism is not the main target of 5-fluorouracil. And then how is 5-fluorouracils associated with RNA metabolism? You know, 5-fluorouracil can be easily converted to 5-fluorouracil triphosphate. It is a nucleotide analog that can bind to RNA. Some people think that 5-fluorouracil may directly affect the metabolism of RNA. What about its effect on RNA synthesis or modification? In fact, 
Previous studies have shown that 5-fluorouracil can be easily integrated into long single precursor ribosomal RNA transcripts. The transcript was processed into 18S, 5.8S and 28S ribosomal RNA. I have seen reports that 5-fluorouracil-treated cells may have defects in ribosomal RNA processing. However, it is still unclear whether this defect is the direct result of 5-fluorouracil incorporation. Isn't 5-fluorouracil toxic to cells? So recent data from several laboratories suggest that the cytotoxic effect of 5-fluorouracil is mainly based on RNA and is the result of pseudouracil inhibition. For example, 5-fluorouracil-treated breast cancer cells showed a dramatic accumulation of precursor messenger RNA, accompanied by a significant decrease in the content of pseudouridine in U2 small nuclear RNA. I have read in a recent article that U2 small nuclear RNA isolated from uracil-treated breast cancer cells can effectively reconstruct the precursor messenger RNA splicing in xenopisoocytes. Do you think 5-fluorouracil can do the same? I'm afraid not. And on the contrary, purified U2 small nuclear RNA in 5-fluorouracil-treated breast cancer cells failed to reconstruct the precursor messenger RNA splicing. Some experiments have further proved the toxic effect of pseudouracil in other cell lines. In addition, the effect of 5-fluorouracil on translation fidelity and recoding is unclear. Scientists are still looking into this. What about the specific role of post-transcriptional modified nucleotides in organisms? Is this clarified? Well, the mechanism by which these modifications work is just beginning to unravel. So obviously, there are rooms for improvement. Methylation of ribosomal RNA is a common post-transcriptional modification mechanism in biology. It can change the local spatial structure of ribosomal RNA to optimize the protein translation efficiency of the ribosome. It is well known that 2-methylation and pseudouridylation have different chemical properties from unmodified compounds. What are the effects of these different chemical properties? They may affect many aspects of modified RNA, including structure, thermal stability, and biochemical interaction. In each case, the structural, thermodynamic, and biochemical contributions depend on the structural context and can extend beyond the modified site. In this regard, a variety of experimental results have proved that the short RNA fragment containing pseudouridine is much more stable than that containing uridine. What mediates the stability of pseudouridine? And what contributes to the stability of RNA? Conformational stability seems to be an inherent property of pseudouridine at the nucleotide level. It is mediated by the increase of base stacking and the ability to coordinate water molecules through the presence of additional hydrogen bonds. And some data showed that nucleotide modifications, such as 2-O-methylation, can improve the stability of RNA conformation. For example, 2-O-methylation alters the hydrated spheres around oxygen, resulting in the blocking of sugar side interactions. Methyl groups change the ability of ribose to participate in hydrogen bonding. In addition, it can protect RNA from alkaline and nuclease hydrolysis. And there is direct evidence that shows this. As reported by Transport RNA, the optimal growth temperature is directly related to the amount of 2-O-methylation in ribosomal RNA. 
This suggests that 2-O-methylation may indeed lead to the improvement of conformational stability. In recent years, a lot of work has been done to understand the molecular mechanism of U2 small nuclear RNA pseudouracil involved in precursor messenger RNA splicing. Can you update us on the recent progress? Sure, there has been a lot going on lately. The crystal structure of self-complementary RNA was determined without pseudouracil. It was designed to simulate the interaction of U2 small nuclear RNA branching point in Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Interestingly, the five-terminal protrusion of adenosine is expected. Subsequently, a team determined the solution structure of U2 small nuclear RNA branching point interaction in the presence or absence of pseudouracil. In addition, the nuclear magnetic resonance data combined with two aminopurine fluorescence titration experiment have relevant results. The data suggest that the presence of pseudouridine is necessary for the expected extrahelical localization of fulcrum adenosine. That sounds amazing. I see that in the past decade, the research on the function of post-transcriptional modification, especially 2-O-methylation and pseudouracil, has been accelerated. But what problems do you see that have not been explored much, which, you know, can potentially hinder the progress? Well, we see data suggest that modified nucleotides are important for full functional spliceosomes and ribosomes. But it is not clear how modification works. For example, is post-transcriptional modification reversible? Does modification play a role in the catalytic phase of precursor messenger RNA splicing or protein synthesis? These are all unsolved questions. Any clues yet on how to solve these questions? I think the answers lie in a detailed structural mechanics analysis. In addition, there are many modified residues in spliceosome U small nuclear RNA and ribosomal RNAs that have never been tested, so we can start from here as well. We all know that the accuracy of genetic information flow from DNA to protein or gene expression is crucial to the survival of organisms. Precursor messenger RNA splicing and protein translation are two main steps of eukaryotic gene expression, which need to produce precise gene products. Both of these processes occur in large complexes of proteins and non-coding RNAs. Interestingly, RNA components contain a large number of post-transcriptional modifications, including 2-O-methylation and pseudouracil. These modifications are important in function. In our program today, David told us about the functional aspects of spliceosomal small nuclear RNA and ribosomal RNA modification, both providing a framework for understanding how post-transcriptional modifications affect gene expression. Thank you David for another wonderful discussion. Thanks everyone for listening. That's it for our topic on RNA modification and gene expression. We will be back with more interesting topics next week. See you then.